Good morning, Wallop Media listeners. It's Christmas morning, and it's over under. Ryland Turner here, joined, as always, by Kyle Joseph. And Kyle, yeah. it's Christmas morning, it so is. we have a present for all of the listeners. Jack London, sorry, sorry, Chef Jack London is back on the program. And Kyle, we're not talking about wrestling this time. No, Three wrestling not. fans gathered together on Christmas morning to talk about holiday food. This is going to be wild. I'm excited. But that proves we have more in common than just wrestling. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We'll, we'll see how much in common because I am interested to see how where these lists go. Yes. Because there's yes. a lot of it's a lot of holiday foods. There's a lot of feelings about holiday food. There's a lot of passion involved in this. There's a lot of people I, who say that their their traditions the best ones. I, I'm nervous as the one white guy on this program <laughs> because <laughs> I know that flavor is not our thing. So it will it will come up once or twice. Um but yeah, All right. I, I've got to we're gonna get these things started. I've sorted these into categories. Uh some of them are a little bit larger than others, but we're gonna sort of talk them in groups and see how things are gonna go. Uh we're gonna start in some veggies. And I think at the end of every category, we'll add in a few uh that we sort of are feeling. Um for veggies, we're gonna start with a broccoli salad. So this is your Broccoli, mayonnaise, usually like bacon, cheese mixed in there. Uh, Ryland, over under on broccoli salad. Uh, Ryland, over under on broccoli salad. I'm going to go underrated. It's delicious. Broccoli is one of those vegetables that you can do anything with. And when you throw all these things together, maybe, I really hope it's not the white guy in me, but I love this shit. It's so fucking good. I'm going to go underrated on broccoli salad. Uh, Jack, do you have broccoli salad in your neck of the woods? No, I'm so so. Yes, we do have broccoli salad, but I don't know about it being for a holiday. You, okay. I think for us, broccoli salad is usually like something a side dish, at like some type of barbecue. Yeah, that's sort of my, what I usually find. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I think it. I think it's uh, uh, underrated in that in that sense. Yeah, okay. underrated. It's a lot you can do with it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna give broccoli salad a push. Uh, I think it's like it's a, it's a solid dish. I enjoy it, but it's one of those things that like you get the mix wrong. Mm-hmm. If you get the mix wrong in a broccoli salad, it can go all <laughs> kinds of wrong, all kinds of bad. But like if you get a if you get a broccoli salad that is basically just mayo, that's tough. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you can always phone a friend. I got a friend named Bacon. If you can have this a broccoli salad. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll get over. It'll get over. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. You have some bacon. We in there. Oh man, I've enjoyed this already. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Mad Ritter, and I am here with my two co-hosts, SES Vince and Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay, and we are here to help wish Wednesday Night Wallop and everyone listening a very happy holidays, Vince. Merry Christmas, guys. Glad to be on the show as many times as we have been. We love having you guys on the podcast as well. You guys are great friends. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays from the Smack and Raw fam to yours. We love Wednesday Night Wallop. We love all of you guys that support Wednesday Night Wallop. Thank you. As a current one-time 
WrestleQuizdom champion, getting ready to hopefully become a two-time WrestleQuizdom champion against these two. Um, from the bottom of our hearts, as they said, happy holidays. Also, Christmas is the season of giving, the season of sharing. And in that spirit, ladies and gentlemen, um, I just a little information for all of you. Um, in case you're confused, uh, there is a difference between cuckolding and hot wifing. So <laughs> hot wifing is when you, uh, for example, Vince, likes to watch his significant other sleep with other men just in general, whereas cuckolding uh, would be the same thing. However, they would insult you during said, talk about how small your penis is, how much better their bull is than you in bed, uh, so on and so forth. So whatever you partake in this year, mind you, you know, we may have a promo code at adamandeve.creationworld.com uh, to get you some toys to spice up your Christmas uh, <clears throat> sex lives. Just remember, you're not a cuckold as long as you're not being insulted. And with all of that said, uh, we would also like to share with you our most overrated holiday foods for the Christmas season. Uh, for me, is, was, and always will be cranberry sauce. I just, I don't understand the appeal of cranberry <laughs> sauce, why people fucking love it, um, why it is served uh, every year. Uh, it, it is completely disgusting to me. Not, not a cranberry person. Vince? Uh, everything mint flavored between like the mint canes, like mint drinks, like it's always like mint flavor stuff. And I just don't like mint anything. See, I love mint, not peppermint. And I feel like Christmas is peppermint. peppermint. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Peppermint. I wasn't sure what the kind of mint. Yeah. But peppermint. Nah, nah, nah. It's Katie. Uh, it's hey, Matt. You took my answer. Cranberry sauce. Cranberries are gross. Why, why are they pink? What is the consistency? Why is it a thing? It's nasty. I don't like it. Not at all. So I agree. Cranberries, cranberry sauce, whatever. No. See, cranberry sauce is the cuckold of uh, <laughs> all of your Christmas food. <laughs> and with that said, again, from your number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smack and Raw podcast, happy holidays. And a happy new year. Yeah. They said. Yeah. So, uh, for the next one for veggies, I've got, uh, Brussels sprouts. I'm sure I include greens in the subject here at category in general. Uh, this is a more of a generic one. Rylan. Sprouts. Okay. So I prefer frozen to fresh. That's a weird thing for me. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about a frozen Brussels sprout covered in butter and salt. I'm all over it. Fresh. Uh, it's so yeah, I can, I can take it or leave it. So I'm going to go because I can't decide or, or, or sorry, because I like frozen over fresh. I'm going to go push. All I'm right. going to go push on that. All right. Uh, Jack, uh, let, let me ask, how did you have, how did you have them cooked the fresh ones? <laughs> Good question. Uh, uh, you know, like. You got them. You you fry them in 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 oil and salt, and cover them in uh, bacon and Parmesan cheese. They were okay. <laughs> they were okay, but like, there's something about a, a frozen Brussels sprout with butter and salt. That's all I need. Oh. I don't need the bacon. I don't need the parm. Oh man, that's legendary. <laughs> yes. Well, well, see, look, you had them the right way, and I was like, maybe he didn't have it the right way. You had it the right way, so if you ain't rocking with it like that, you just ain't rocking with it. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I would say, I would say, uh, uh, definitely underrated. I'm with you. Like to me, that's like the veggie for for uh, the holidays. That's that's the one I'm looking for. That's the one I want on my plate alongside all the other stuff. That's the one. Get a little like I like to keep all my my different compartments separate during these holiday meals. But if you get a little bit of gravy on it, it's up to the end of the world. It still works with it. Now here in the states, once again, Brussels sprouts aren't a big holiday mm. state either. But yes. you know, it does it does make it to the menu in in some places. Um, and I do want, and that's the thing I want to point out is that if you are considering it to be, uh, if it's overrated as a holiday food too, I would be interested to hear that take as well. It's sort of where, I, where we're going for the next one. Um, so keep seeing this. I'm curious, Rylan, uh, green salad. Your Caesar salads, your lettuce salads, your spinach salads. How are you feeling about this for the holidays? I mean, I think I'd push it too, just because like I'm never opposed to Caesar salad at a big food gathering. Um, but like, is it necessary? I don't think so. As a holiday food, like, you know what you you said it as a holiday food, probably overrated. We like there's so much other stuff going on. We don't need it especially considering that Caesar salad may be the worst one for you. But that being said, I love me some Caesar salad. So there's that. Uh, Chef Jack, how are you feeling on green salads? No, I think green, green salad is good. It can be versatile. I don't think for the holiday. I see, I think normally we eat green salad. So I think for a holiday, you go a different direction because the green salad is like a regular Tuesday. So it doesn't really feel holiday special it feels kind of ordinary yeah i'm with you i i've seen this come out of, you know all the holiday gatherings i tend to go to i feel like that salad gets included because you think you have to put it in there and right, when you're at the you holidays it. you don't have to you've got so many other options you don't have to throw that green salad in there veggies for sure there's a lot of ones but uh the green salad i do not have um before we get into our starches, and there are so many starches. Um, any, oh boy! <laughs> any other veggies that you are you are rocking with um, on the holidays, Rylan? Is there anything that you sort of you feel that you need on the holidays in terms of veggies? I'm a slut for asparagus. I love asparagus. Okay, and I don't think that we appreciate asparagus enough. So I that's something I would like to see come into the holidays. I would like to see more people include that in the holidays because it's such a great vegetable again covered in butter and salt it's fantastic throw some bacon in there some parmesan cheese whatever let's get yeah. crazy um i i love me some asparagus so uh chef jack where are you going with this I, so so i think that the, the few veggies that, that are holiday staple here uh that we didn't touch on is our greens like collard greens mm -hmm. um cabbage and also even if you want to consider the vegetable green bean casserole. So we are going to talk about green bean casserole. We are going to talk about green bean casserole. I sort of included in starches. It's kind of a trickier one to do. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it, there's a veggie in there somewhere. See, to me, I feel like, and this is, I'm sort of with, with Rylan, is the inclusion I want. I get everyone wants the broccoli salad. I feel like you could do more with broccoli aside from putting the salad and include it. In it. it sort of, it seems to fit that, that, uh, that mold a little bit better. 
We're going to get into the starches. There are so many starches and people have the strongest feelings, probably like the meats. Everyone, you know, talks about the meats. The starches are where, where your holidays are made, um, made or broken. Rylan, we're going to start with you. Um, give me something. On, how are you feeling about garlic bread? Garlic bread on your holidays. Overrated. It's not necessary. We have potatoes on the table. We don't need bread. Like, if we're going to have bread, I'd rather have, like, a, a roll. Some sort of holiday roll. Or or the standard, like, you could go to any grocery store and get those those cluster rolls. Like, cover that in butter, it's fine. I don't need garlic bread. So I'm going to go overrated on that one. Chef Jack, where are you going with garlic bread? No, I, I agree completely. Um, I, Garlic bread is not a holiday staple for us at all. It's like a regular Tuesday when you eat spaghetti and a little salad and a little garlic bread. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that one is probably overrated for the holiday. That's sort of where I'm at it as well. Like, again, normally like garlic bread. If you're doing, you know, a pasta dinner or something like that, yeah, you want to add the garlic bread into that. But for the holidays, it just doesn't, it stands out too much. And also, and this is an important factor in some of these things, it takes up too much space in the plate. You've got to consider how much space these things take on the plate. See, a roll, you can kind of fit in between some things. You can jangle that thing in there. But garlic bread? No, it gets tricky. So you got to, these are things you have to take into consideration. Um, Love it. I'm going to open on this. Uh, I'm going to be the one to open on this because I'm going to have to push this one. I have now heard of green bean casserole. I had a, uh, a friend who is uh, lives in Ottawa, but is a U.S. expat who was having a group of U.S. expats for uh, Thanksgiving dinner in Canada. And one of the things that uh, he said definitely wanted to make was green bean casserole. And my girlfriend told me this. I had never heard of green bean casserole before. It has never been served at any holiday function that I've ever been to. It's not something that comes up very often. So um, I'm going to push green bean casserole, but I am intrigued. I've never tried it, but I'm a fan of green beans. That looks some of the recipes I saw look interesting, but until I really have it for myself, I don't think I can make a, a fair judgment. Uh, Rylan, where are you at on green bean casserole? Fucking uh, so underrated. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like again, like you said, I'm a big fan of green beans, and I'm a big fan of casserole. So if you oh. smash them together, that's that's okay by me. And when it comes to the holidays, I th- I don't think we have enough casserole on the table. So I, I'm 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 there. Green bean casserole slaps. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jack, green bean casserole. So love green bean casserole. So this this is the thing though. Um, usually green bean casserole. Now, first of all, for the holidays, we're not taking it easy. We eat, right? Nobody's <laughs> on a diet, okay? So, for the for the holidays, we would always do it with canned green beans, and it would be great. And as I became a chef, I said, you know what? My palate is a little bit more refined. So now I'm not going to use the canned green beans. I'm going to use fresh green beans, and it sucked. There's something about that canned, that salty canned green bean. Every like, like the one that the, the fresh green beans. It was almost it was too healthy. It felt too healthy. It looked too healthy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You got to give me the cream of mushrooms. You got to give me the canned green bean. And you got to give me the French onions. I need the French onions. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I, 
I will. I gotta take care of. I gotta have to try this because I think I've got some cane beans right now. I would. I wouldn't mind putting together a casserole. Fire. Good to know. Um, we see we learn things on this show. Yes. <laughs> um, Rylan, what are your feelings on mac and cheese? Oh God. Uh, if I'm a slut for a lot of, th- I'm like, listen, I'm a slut for a lot of things when it comes to food. I I've said it earlier. I'll say it again. I love mac and cheese. I love homemade mac and cheese. I like. Don't get me wrong. I could eat Kraft Dinner all day. I could. It's fun. It's it's one of the most perfect comfort foods ever. But when you put in the effort to make your own cheese sauce, to 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 bread to bread it on top with like uh, whether you're doing a cracker crust or whatever else, it's fantastic. And again. Uh, while I don't feel like I've had a lot of it at holiday mm. gatherings, whenever I see it there, it's always welcome. It's always welcome. So mac and cheese is great. It's it's. Uh, I'll give it a push. All I'll right. give it a push. Solid. Um, Chef Jack, mac and cheese. Pushing it to the moon, baby. Mac and cheese. Look, look. Whole family gathered could be centered around some good mac and cheese. And so, of course, you got the blue box, which I'm not really advocating that. It's cool. The blue, the blue box is fine for like a regular day. For the holiday, you got to make it. You got to make it from scratch. You got to put some love in it. You got to put lots of different cheeses in it. You got to bubble. You got to stir. Like, it's, it's look, mouth is watery. So, yes, mac and cheese is essential. That is, that is if there are essential things for the holiday, mac and cheese makes that list. Push it to the moon, baby. So, uh, overrated, underrated, or or about rated for about right? I think, it, I think it's rated right. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody that is not a fan of mac and cheese. Now, what may vary is what people consider mac and cheese. Is Blue Box mac mm. and cheese? Is it something that you make it from scratch? Is it how many cheeses? Like, that piece of it can vary. But, you know, mac and cheese is, is it, that's on everybody's list. I gotta, I gotta be the Grinch in this. Oh See, no! Here's the thing: I do like a really good mac and cheese. Don't get me wrong, but this is gonna, this is gonna come up on my list a couple times. One, I, I have to take into consideration: is, uh, um, is the mac and cheese that's going to be served on the table has that person nailed that mac and cheese? And mac and cheese, known is surprisingly not the easiest thing to nail. You can it can go wrong more than one way. You can oh yeah. You can go wrong on a mac and cheese in the crust. And it's it's one of those things that is hard to salvage when things start to go wrong. And to me, I I've just never really had mac and cheese as part of the holiday meal. Um I I feel like it's it it I don't think it doesn't fit, but it's just never sort of spoken to me as a holiday meal. I, I might be wrong and, and things might change in the future, but for now I'm gonna say it's a bit overrated. Between bitter fights over mac and cheese. You know what we stand. I'm knock down, drag out. Who made the mac and cheese? Rylan, what are you feeling on mashed potatoes? Uh, are we getting into different variations, or am I like no? We're, we're talking your standard. Uh, so okay, I'll do this now. Rylan, we'll, we'll start with this, and then we'll double back to mashed potatoes. Overrated, underrated, properly rated, Swedish potatoes. 
Okay, so this is the weirdest one because our family is Ukrainian. Yes. And we always have Swedish food. And I'll sweet, never understand so it. For the potatoes, if you don't know, these are t- mashed potatoes that you take. You make the mashed potatoes. And then after you finish making the mashed potatoes, you add sour cream and cream cheese to it. Stir that all together. Maybe talk a little bit of spice something. That's what you're doing for the sweet Paprika. 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 Usually your go-to for that. But Rylan... Swedish potatoes. They're great. They're great. Like, I, I just, I've had a better mashed potato before. So, like, and I've made a better mashed potato before. I Like, Swedish potatoes, or Swedish mashed potatoes are fantastic. It's something that I have a lot of, like, uh, nostalgia with, just because, like, Kyle, you said, like, our family grew up on this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's every family gathering we've ever had. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give it a push. I'll right. give it a push. Uh, Jack, do you want to weigh in on Swedish potatoes? So honestly, I this is my first time hearing of Swedish potatoes. I know Swedish meatballs, mm-hmm. never Swedish potatoes. I wouldn't be willing to try because I'll try anything once. So here's, here's this is going to be my biggest hot take in this entire thing. It's going to consider sacrilege to our family. Swedish potatoes are an abomination. Oh, no. (laughs) They are taking mashed potatoes, which are delicious. Mashed potatoes are an essential part of your holiday tradition, and they are ruining them. They are taking mashed potatoes with that mashed potato flavor that you can add gravy to, that you can add the garlic to. You can do so many things to make mashed potatoes great, and you use cream cheese? Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Overrated. Like mad Swedish potatoes, get them out of here. Save me some of those mashed potatoes before you sweetify them. Just, just put it to the side. That's all I'm saying. Give me a scoop to the side. Kyle, well, do we need? Do we need to have somebody escort you to your car to make sure you make it? <laughs> That's a hot take, buddy. I don't know if I'm going to make it back out of the holidays if people hear this. I was going to say you better hope none of our aunts and uncles listen to this program. I have. That's a thing. Everyone loves Swedish potato. My family, I think I just, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't fully understand. So we'll double back now. Rylan, how many feelings on mashed potatoes? Uh, they're perfect. They're, they're, they're the perfect starch. Like I don't get me wrong. I love pasta. I love rice. I love potatoes. Good. Any variation you can give me. The mashed potatoes are perfect. It's butter. It's salt. It's smooth. Oh, like like smooth. Even I don't care if they're chunky. Mm-hmm. Maybe smooth to be chunky. Whatever. I love mashed potatoes. They're they're a perfect food. So eat even even from the box. Even from the box, they're perfect. Uh, Chef Jack, mashed potatoes. You know, mashed potatoes are such a perfect food that you don't even have to have teeth to enjoy them. Anybody can get into some mashed potatoes. Uh, we don't do a lot of it on the holiday just because they're on where there's so many starches. And I think mashed potatoes is something that we have like frequently throughout the week. So that's another one that we have so often it would be special for holidays. But whether you got teeth or not, a good mashed potato can rock your world. So, so yeah, I'm with you. And the thing is for me, I'll say mashed potatoes, I think, are, are very underrated. And the reason for that is you can put, you got to remember, you got to think about the construction of the plate. You can put mashed potatoes next to anything. You get some, you get some stuffing, dressing with the mashed potatoes. That's still going to taste good. You get gravy on the mashed potatoes. That's great. You mix your meats in there. You're, st- it's mashed potatoes. You can't really, 
And it's one of those things that no matter where you're going to the holidays, unless they've done the secret Swedish potatoes, um, wherever you're going on the holidays, you can take a scoop of those mashed potatoes and feel good about the fact that you know you're going to get something that you're going to, at very least, solidly enjoy. This is true. What's up, everybody? It's the Will Gray coming to you from Botch Spots and Share Shots and Rivet City Radio. And on behalf of the Botch Spitch, the Ginger Ninja, and myself, I want to take a very special second to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa to everybody out there, especially the boys at Wallet Media. We want to say thank you for being friends and alliance throughout the year. And the most important part about this greeting is. What I think, as a chef by trade and a mark by choice, the most overrated holiday food is, without a doubt, deviled eggs. I think deviled eggs done right, they're perfect, done wrong, they're one of the least popular things on the table. So in my opinion, the most overrated holiday food, deviled eggs. Again, happy holidays from Botch Pots and Chair Shots and Rivet City Radio coming to you from a chef by trade and work by choice, the Will Gray, the Boss Bitch Al, and everybody's favorite, Ginger Ninja Jacksbo. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, this is the other, uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're doing a few uh, very, very Ukrainian things in here because of, of my family oh, history, but I would feel remiss to not include pierogies as part of a holiday tradition. So pierogies... For those who don't know, these are uh, basically Ukrainian dumplings. They're uh, sort of a potato dumpling that you uh, make dough. You put potato inside, usually cheese, sometimes bacon, sometimes onions, whatever it is you're doing. And you usually uh, boil them. <clears throat> and then if you are so inclined, you can uh, pan fry them after that. Some don't. Some do. And I think you should. Uh, Ryland. <laughs> Pierogies. Okay, so this one's definitely coming from our family gatherings. Um, pierogies are fantastic. Like, uh, I I don't know. How, they certainly could never be overrated. Mm. They couldn't be underrated, I, at least in our family anyway. Um, I'm going to give them a push. I agree that you should pan fry them. But listen, I've I've had a bowl of just boiled pierogies before. And it's been, while it's been dark times, I've gotten through it. Um, I, I'll do it if I have to. Uh, and, uh, oh, you ahead. know, I, I'm definitely going to, definitely going to push. All right. Chef Jack, um, have you, have you been down with the pierogies before? Oh, yeah. So actually here in Indiana, pierogies are actually pretty big. There's a pierogi festival here. Nice. It happens oh, wow. every year. And it's a big deal. I, you know what? We don't do them a lot for the holidays, but Pierogi Fest is huge. I like what you said about, you know, the fact that you can, uh, you know, you can fry them up and add some crispness to it. Uh, I feel sorry for anybody that just ate just a boiled pierogi. Those wouldn't be dark times <laughs> because, man, please do yourself it's a favor. It's, it's, it's two minutes in the pan. Two minutes in the pan with a little bit of oil. You really, it's just worth the effort. Love yeah, yourself. Love yourself. Yeah, you know. Please love yourself. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, pierogies are wildly underrated. If there are two things, particularly from Manitoba, Canada, that I want to make sure that the world knows about, it's pierogies and honey dill sauce. It's those are the two things yes. that we need yes. to export to the rest of the world because the world needs to know 
deliciousness. What flavor are the pierogies that you guys enjoy most? Um, I think like for me, I can't go wrong with a classic potato cheddar. Maybe I'll, I usually prefer. See, sometimes we'll do the bacon inside. I usually prefer bacon as like a garnish. Um, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. With, with some fried onions or whatever else, because you'll 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 let people get the uh, the cottage cheese pierogies as well. I'm not as big a fan, but you know it's hard to make a pierogi go wrong. So, but yeah, for me, it's potato cheddar is the classic. I I 100 agree. Um, this is hard to cla- uh, clarify or uh, to classify, but we're going to include it in the starches as well. Ryland potato salad. Oh, oh, okay. So th- it's hit or miss. I, I probably have to push it because I've had it really good, but I've had it just kind of boring and bland and, and whatever else too. It, it's, I don't, is it a holiday food or is it like a, you're watching the Super Bowl food? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll have to push. I'll have to push just because I can't, I, I've had it both good and bad. Uh, Chef Jack, potato salad. So potato salad. Um, I would have to push it. You know, this is the thing about potato salad. Let me let you into the African-American community just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Potato salad is very important. Like, there's a movie called Who Made the Potato Salad? And that it's just because there will be fights over who made the potato salad. And then I hear some people put raisins in potato salad. And Why does that happen? Why do people put Don't raisins in potato salad? Just stop. Like some sometimes let's just not mess up the classics. So yes, we so sometimes for holidays we do have potato salad. It's important who makes the potato salad. You want to be able to hang your hat on it because if you get good potato salad, can't go wrong. Yes. Um, I'm gonna make potato salad is a little bit overrated. Uh mostly because I don't really see it as a holiday food. It is more of a, a summer thing. Uh, I also don't really rock with eggs that much. So that's that's just sort of it makes it a little bit more difficult. I don't dislike potato salad. It is it is fine. I'll eat it. To me, it's it screams more summer. It's sort of a barbecue thing. I agree. Um Ryland, uh quiche. Okay, so uh pie and eggs, two things I love. If you put them together, fantastic. I love a good quiche. Quiche is something that I feel like is hard to fuck up. Like, as long as you know how to cook an egg to the degree you need to cook it to make this thing, you're you're probably gonna nail it. Uh I think it's a great holiday food, and I it's something I wish I ate more in my life. I love quiche. All right, Chef Jack, where you at on quiche? No, I love quiche. We don't have a lot of it for the holidays. For us, quiche is more of a brunch thing. So almost at all brunches, you have quiche. But I, I would say that a quiche could be so underrated because there's so many different flavors, different variations, different cheeses that you can make. So you can make quiche so many different ways and bring so much to the game. So yeah, not for a holiday food, but quiches I think are always underrated. Let's see, I'm going to go quiche as overrated. Um, not because I dislike it. I, I nah, I'm sort of hit or miss on quiche, but the big thing for me is that's, that's taking up valuable oven real estate. You only have, because that's the thing, things need to be reheated when people are bringing you over in the potluck. 
and you have limited oven space that you can use. And can you imagine somebody coming over and saying, oh, got to pull it, put the turkey aside. I got to put the potatoes. I got to move stuff around. I need to get these quiches in. Get out of here with that. <laughs> the amount of thought that goes into thinking about oven space is that you look, man, you are a gem. I just want you to know that you are a you are a treasure. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Chef Jack. Um Rylan, where are you at on rolls? Oh, yeah. Necessary. Completely and utterly necessary. Um, I think, but, but to that point, I also think everybody know, knows that rolls are necessary. Like, uh, if it, no matter what holiday it is, you got to have a good set of rolls. So I'm going to go with, uh, a push on that one. All right. Uh, Jack, where you at on rolls? Oh, I'm pushing it hard. I'm pushing it hard because it, not only are, are rolls fantastic, buttery, delicious, you can actually make cinnamon rolls, which are rolls too. But believe it or not, and it just sense that the hits just keep coming. Yeah, bring those rolls, bring them down. Uh, for me, rolls are underrated. As I said, I think they're they are the bread for the holidays. And again, I mentioned the key, the key, the big thing that puts that rolls ahead of everything else. Get that space on the plate. You can fit that roll anywhere. Especially you put that's where you put them right on the ends after you've already filled the plate. Just pull the roll on top. It's gonna stay there. It's gonna fit in with that stuffing. It's gonna fit in with those potatoes, and it's gonna it's gonna be a great way to start that meal. Is with that roll. I gotta say, I'm gonna get it under. It's also gonna make a fantastic turkey slider a couple days down Absolutely. the line. Absolutely, yes. Oh, that yes. gives it some more play. So not only was it delicious. And nutritious the first day. You use it as a medium to serve the rest of your Thanksgiving madness. I love it. Yes. Uh, um, Rylan, where are we at on stuffing or dressing? Oh God. Oh my God. Underrated. Because if you have a if you have a very good stuffing or dressing, that could be the best part of the meal. I I have a strong, strong opinion on that stuff. I think that, don't get me wrong, it can go bad. It can be watery. It can be, you know, there could be not enough seasoning attached to it. But, man, it really makes or break any holiday meal, I think. I I, I think the stuffing is is super important. So I'm going to go underrated on it because, yeah, like I don't think enough appreciation is shown for how much that heavy lifting that that food does for the rest of the meal. Uh, Chef Jack. So let me ask you a question. What is the difference between stuffing and dressing in, in Canada? Is there a difference? Um, I think there. So that's the thing about it, because stuffing usually implies that they're, it's actually put into any animal, usually the turkey. But <laughs> I feel like here they're kind of used interchangeably. I think stuffing is the more common one, but mm-hmm. the problem is like we sell uh like stovetop stuffing. Mm-hmm. Is, like there's no that's not which stuffed. is great by the way. It is, but is it's great. not stuffed in anything. It's it's like you can, but it's implied that you just sort of like even the instructions, you're just sort of cooking that on the stovetop and not inside a bird. So it's and yeah, I would say stuffing is the more common one, but like if you say dressing, people will know what you're talking about. 
Now, Chef Brain, I think a lot of times when it comes to the stuffing aspect, I think people uh, uh, worry about it cross-contaminating or something not getting done. So a lot of times they do it separately. Also say if you're doing a dressing, you get the nice crisp crust on it that you don't get when you shove it all into the bird. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I think like you just said, Rylan, stuffing, stuffing, dressing does a lot of the heavy lifting. And it really, it, it brings lots of flavors and it really brings everything together. That's sage. Oh, God. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. I remember like Ryland said it. it. It is the pivot point around how you feel about the holiday meal. If you, like, that's the thing. You can have an amazing meal. If you have bad dressing, oh. it just, it just, you're going to be talking about that for right. four years. It doesn't hit right. It doesn't remember, hit right. Remember in 2012? <laughs> oh, everyone remembers 2012. No, that's the thing. It's like that is that is the pivot point around which um it around which the, the holiday meal really got falls. And I feel like that it's it's truly underrated. It can't really be anything bad. Um Rylan, where are you at on sweet potato casserole? Okay, so <laughs> Sweet potato casserole is something I've only discovered because it wasn't like a I at least at least I don't remember it. Mm, no. It wasn't a holiday thing for us growing up. No, no, no. more of a but, second thing I think. But certainly American. The the last two years, both times I've gotten COVID, sweet potato casserole the only thing I can taste. And I think that's something special. I think it's underrated just because of that. It beats COVID, man. I love it. Chef Jack, where are you at on sweet potato casserole? So sweet potato casserole for us is not traditionally a holiday thing. I mean, well, some people do it. Yeah. Well, we have candied yams. At least at least ah, in, in yeah, the African American community, it's more so candied yams. You know, sometimes with the with marshmallows, sometimes without. Personally, not not with marshmallows on ours, because candy yams are sweet enough. Sweet potato mm-hmm. casserole is something that, that that I've had several times, but it's it's usually after the holiday. So for me, it would be like candied yams. But where are you at with candy yams? Candy yams are money. Like I think candy candy yams are so underrated because if you think about the holiday flavors, for me, it is the mac and cheese, it is the candied yam, and it is the stuffing together. Like like um, like like a little bit of all of them. That like that's the holidays. When I think about it, that mouth is watering. I'm right there. I'm at the holiday table, drooling, ready to go. I'm with you. I, I think it's underrated. I think, uh, yeah, I I do wish we had the more the more candy yam side of it. I would like to to add that as part of it. Again, I'm with you. I don't think the marshmallows are necessary, but um, yeah, it the sweet potatoes are. We, yeah, if you put them in casserole uh, casserole form uh, or sweet potato pie, I don't know if we're going to mention that, but that's another thing that is. It's it's on there. It's up there. It's coming. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, underrated for sure. Now, Rylan, we got to get to the most controversial one on the list. We only have two sauces that we're going to be talking about. Okay. Actually, before I get to that, starches. Anybody else have anything that they want to add to that list? We had a few starches, but but there's always. I mean, it's a thing. There's always going to be more. No, I, I really think that you hit the the most. 
the most predominant ones. I, I, yeah, I think that, I agree. Yeah, there's good All consensus right. on that. Hey, Mick Mad Dog here. Just taking this opportunity to wish everyone at the Walt Media family, uh, including our listeners, a very merry, merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays, whatever you uh, celebrate this time of year. Uh, my most overrated and underrated food for uh, the holidays is actually the same thing, and it's turkey. Honestly, I've had the absolute best turkeys at Christmas. I've had the absolute worst Christmas turkeys. And it all comes down to how you cook it. You know, make sure it's brined, it's not overcooked. And, uh, you know, smother that in gravy and you'll have yourself a jolly, jolly time. Thanks all. Hope everyone has a killer, uh, remaining 2023 and all the best to you all in 2024. So we have to talk about cranberry sauce. Rallin, where are you at on cranberry sauce? Uh, listen, the, my drink is a vodka cranberry, but when it comes to a sauce, I don't need it. It's why, why is it there? To, to put on the meat to make it sweet. I don't need the meat to be sweet. I don't. So, no, it's it's unnecessary. I think it's overrated as all hell. Chef Jack, where are you at on the cranberry sauce? So there's two 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 types of cranberry sauce that are prevalent in the community. There is the, um, the jellied one that when you take out, you still see the grooves of the can. <laughs> Cut your nice... Thick slice of it. It's that, and then it's it's the the actual cranberries. Um, and you know what? The only time that we have cranberries are for the holidays. So just because of that, I would say they may be overrated. But I have a dish that I do with the cranberries that maybe we'll touch on at the end of it. That kind of brings it full circle. And and why it is a staple in my home now. But yeah, you know, you get the little jelly and it, it, it's just weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, cranberry sauce to me is overrated. And for me, if you're saying that your turkey requires cranberry sauce, so it's, it's a, a requirement, I have to ask you how good that turkey is. Because... <laughs> If you're telling me that you need cranberry sauce to make this turkey go down, I have to ask you whether or not I should be consuming this bird at all. <laughs> you shouldn't have to ask a question like that, man. You shouldn't have to ask. Um, moving on to the other sauce, I suppose, of, of the holidays. Uh, Rylan, where are we at on gravy? Um, I, like, I think everyone should prefer it made from scratch as opposed to powdered. Um, I, I think the only time I enjoy gravy is like the holidays. Every once in a while at work, I'll throw some gravy on some fries or, mm. or, or on potatoes or whatever. But like, I think that the, the only time of the year that I really truly enjoy gravy is the holidays. So I, I'm going to give it uh, underrated because I'm sure it's good on other things, but you know, it's December and, and, and October that I really love it. Uh, Chef Jack, where are you on gravy? So on gravy, I'm going to go underrated, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the gravy can save a dry turkey. So if your turkey is not as juicy as it should be, you just take the turkey and you put it into the gravy, and now you have something that does not resemble sawdust. So, just the fact that gravy can rejuvenate a turkey that's barely edible 
That makes it truly underrated. I mean, it's almost a superhero. I will, I will put a cape on it. I will put a cape on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the two, the thing about gravy is that you take that ladle of the gravy, there's so much you can throw it on. You throw it on the turkey, throw it on some of the meats, throw it on the potatoes, throw it on the stuffing. You can just you can just wipe that thing straight across, and it's not good. If if gravy makes something taste wrong, then either the gravy's not very good. At which point, I mean, what are you even doing at that point? Or two, maybe that thing doesn't belong on the holiday plate because that's that gravy's got to go. That gravy's going to go. It's just what it's it's just what's going to happen. Because if gravy's wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. We're going to get into the meats now. I don't think there's any other sauces that come up during the holidays off the top of my head. So I think we got the big ones. So we'll get into those meats now. Uh, I've got a few of these. This one's, this one's interesting. Cause I feel like, I feel like there's, there's more options here, but I, I'm curious what everyone's thoughts on, are on this. Rylan, where are you at with chicken for the holidays? Um, I don't think we see it enough. I think that everyone relies on a turkey or a ham, which are great options, but chicken is always way more tender than a turkey is, in my opinion. It's always way more flavorful than a turkey is, and I, th- I think I might have blown my turkey answer already, but uh, I, I know, I, I think it's something that we, we need to incorporate more into our holiday dinners, because... Uh, the one bird doesn't necessarily need to be the bird. Chef Jack, where you at on turkey? Or uh, chicken, sorry. So I think, so for the holiday, we do not eat a lot of chicken. But it's because there's two times a year that we get turkey. And that is Thanksgiving and that's Christmas. So we look forward to those two times a year. I think for us, chicken is more like regular day like we probably eat chicken you know in different mediums whether it's in a chicken salad or chicken sandwich like we eat it all the time so not for holidays but yes um you know that's that's i would think that for us it's not our holiday food uh i'm gonna push chicken not because i don't i don't really see it that's the big reason i don't really see it as a holiday food uh, that much You'll see chicken wings occasionally in our holiday spread, but like chicken, chicken in general doesn't need to be there. But the reason I'm pushing it, not marking it as overrated, is that I never feel bad when chicken's there. Chicken's going on the plate if it's there. So I, I for that alone, I feel like I have to at least give it a push. So that's where I'm at with chicken. Uh, Rylan, where are we at with ham? Underrated. Uh, ham is almost always fantastic. Like, it's hard to fuck it up. It's good. It's just good. It's good when it's cold. It's good when it's hot. It's good when it's warm. Uh, it's good covered in gravy or mashed potatoes or with a side of stuffing. Like, it's great. So, I, I like, I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about ham. And I certainly think that a lot of people overlook the ham come holiday time. So, underrated. Uh, Chef Jack, where on ham? No, ham is, I think, underrated. And I think it's underrated. Now, now, you guys do glazed ham or yeah. unglazed? 
But for us, place, I, yeah. yeah, it's like usually honey glazed ham. I think yeah. I think ham is so versatile when it can be put into into salads or you know, you're always looking for things you could take your your holiday meal and turn it into. So ham is a big part of sandwiches and and then you know, if you want to throw it in a quiche. So yeah. I think uh ham is all good, even if you want to eat it with bread, eggs like Dr. Seuss, because that's what he's into, but that's just another variation of ham. So yeah, ham is ham is definitely underrated. Uh, for me, I'll say ham is underrated. I was gonna give ham a push because, like, ham solid, but I don't know that anybody overlooks ham. But the, that is a good point. That uh, is, the ham is an important part of after holidays days of the the two day two day three with that holiday food ham is doing a lot of work in, in keeping everything keeping everything going so uh shout out shout out to ham for that and yeah i have to give this this an underrated um this is gonna be interesting and i had to include this because of uh personal experience and i'm going to include this this may not come up for this may not be a thing for chef jack but we're gonna see it anyway uh head cheese chef jack are you familiar with head cheese i am familiar with head cheese head cheese is something that my dad is a big fan of but we don't see it a lot um, <laughs> i know what it is yeah it's okay so head cheese is you take meat and you cook it for long enough and like in ways enough that it forms a gel gelatin that goes on top of the meat and it's served, usually served cold, um, uh, sometimes adding vinegar. Uh, but it's basically this sort of gelatin topping a, a meat base is what head cheese is for those who are interested. Rylan, where are you at with head cheese? It's fucking gross. Why, <laughs> why, are we, why are we still eating this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, I, the first time I ever saw it at a, one of our family gatherings, I just... I, I looked at everyone and I'm like, what is this? Why 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 do we have this out? This looks like something that someone like a toddler like formulated in their head and everyone just went ha 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 ha. No. What the fuck? Meat jello. It's meat jello, man. No. Get it off my table. Ugh. Uh, chef, Chef Jack, Rihanna had cheese. I, well, I, first of all, I'm very upset with hair cheese because hair cheese gave my boy Rylan PTSD, and then I see <laughs> all of the signs. Hair cheese has to go. It's not a holiday thing, and you disrespecting my buddy Rylan. No, you're out of there, hair cheese. You're out of there, buddy. So, uh, and I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but. Uh, Traditionally, at, at Christmas is when when uh, when I was younger, I was a kid. My mom would always make the head cheese. That was always sort of her contribution to the holiday meal. And there is something about seeing head cheese gets ma- get made that makes you never want to have it again. <laughs> Watching it, bec- like you see it as jello, and you're like, "What's going on here?" Watching it become jello. It's experience. And it's like, it takes up so much fridge room for so long. And it's just this weird process. And there's that, always leftovers because no one oh. really wants to fucking <laughs> eat it. Like, come on. Merry oh, Christmas. For days. Here's some there's meat jello. For days. Uh, overrated. Head cheese is, head cheese is gotta, it, it's gotta be out. Um, <laughs> 
Hello friends, Blaine here from the Royal Ramble Podcast, wishing all of you Wallop Media fans a very happy holiday season. As far as overrated holiday food, hmm, I would say probably cranberry sauce for me. I've never been a fan. Uh, in fact, I'm a huge fan of KFC, and I was going to order a sandwich uh, this past weekend at Survivor Series, uh, but I saw one of their items on the menu had cranberry sauce in the sandwich. It was a holiday uh, package or something like that complete turnoff for me. So uh, definitely the cranberry sauce. Rylan, we're at on meatballs for the holidays. It's great. It doesn't matter whether you put them in mushroom soup. You know what? Here's a fun fact. Swedish meatballs are great. They're great. Potatoes? You know, I may like them, but Kyle certainly doesn't. But Swedish meatballs are great. They're sweet. They're, they're savory. Um, I love them. Uh, but like... Nana always used to make meatballs with mushroom soup. And that was that's the way I love meatballs the most. So uh, I, do they belong at the holidays? Absolutely. Because like many things, you can mix your, your mashed potatoes with it. You can mix whatever else with it. And it's great. So yeah, meatballs, that's a win for me. I'm going to definitely give it a, a push. Okay. Chef Jack, where are you at for meatballs and the holidays? So for the holidays, we do not do a lot of meatballs, um, but I can see how meatballs can be incredibly uh, underrated. So not for the holidays, but just the fact that being able to take meatballs and it can go with all types of different sauces. And if you go to Ikea, they're bigger than Swedish meatballs. So not for the holidays, but I am a big fan of meatballs. Meatballs are always a holiday food for me. I'm going to give them a push as well, because I think they're one of those things that I don't know that they're necessary, but they're welcome. If they're if they're there, I'm going to put a couple on my plate. Oh yeah, and they don't they don't mess with everything. So yeah, totally meatballs. Meatballs are a solid push. I've got to talk about it now. I'm interested to see where we go with this. Rylan, where are you at on turkey? Here's the thing: mm-hmm. is I have turkey like maybe once a year, yep. so I appreciate eating it. I do. I really do because it doesn't come every day. I had a turkey in my freezer for an entire year because I'm not making a turkey for me. My kid's not eating turkey. It's not happening. So I donated it to my staff Christmas party and we'll have it tomorrow. But, um, but it's a meat that like, I feel like has like a 60 minute timeline. That's when it's at its best. You refrigerate it, you reheat it. It's not the same. You can throw gravy on it, and that's great. But if it needs something to get it back to the original state that it was, it's probably overrated. All right, Chef Jack, how you feeling about turkey? So I have to agree with you. Uh, you know, turkey is one of those things that we only have a couple times a year. And I don't even know if we have it because people like turkey. I think we have it because... <laughs> That's just what happens. Like, it's, it's these are the times of the year that they, they bring the turkey out. Um, I say if I have to have turkey, a fried turkey, I don't know if you gentlemen are familiar with fried turkey in the oil. Like, that fried turkey is fairly juicy. For me, that is the best. The big problem with turkey is because by the time that the leg and thigh is done, and I'm talking traditional oven turkey, by the time the leg and thigh is done, the breast is overcooked. So it's it's not easy to get all of it to temp at the same time. So putting it in a deep fryer helps out with that. 
But like I said, turkey is a, a holiday thing that we just have because it's that time of year. Not just because we just want turkey. It's just, this is turkey time. So <laughs> we don't eat it. But you know what I did see a lot this year was we need to normalize eating turkey wings because not everybody knows how to cook a whole turkey or needs a whole turkey. No. And I think a smaller increment like like turkey wings or turkey drumsticks, it's something that you can incorporate throughout the rest of the year to see turkey again. Otherwise, twice a year. That's when the turkey shows up. Begrudgingly, it is very, very overrated. I'm with you. Turkey's overrated. I think the thing, the thing about turkey for me is that people will talk about making a great turkey. And I have had great turkey before, but it is so hard from, to nail. And let me tell you something. Average turkey, it, it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't. You have to be have really good turkey to really nail turkey. And if you need to be that precise with it, for me, it, like, especially for the holidays, you never say, know who's making that turkey. That's too much stress at the holidays. Like, <laughs> having to, to you, know, you got to buy presents for everybody. You got to make it magic. And then you got to cook a turkey. Like, that's too yeah. much. You have to find a way to make a, to do a six hour cook and time it exactly right. And, and don't good forget, make. Make sure it's thawed all the way. So you need to uh -huh. pull it out a week early. Because mm -hmm. if you frozen turkey, you can cancel Christmas. 100%. Um, I think those are the basic meats that we had. Are there any that I missed? Any, any so, meats that you think? So before, before we move on to the next one, so you guys told me about head cheese. I want to tell yeah. you guys about chitterlings. Have you heard of chitterlings? No. What is chitterlings? You no. educated me a few hours ago. Chitterlings are pretty huge in my community. They're, they're pretty divisive. Either you absolutely love them or you absolutely hate them. So it is literally the pig's intestines. So it takes, it, it, there's a lot of cleaning that you have to do. So it usually takes a few days to clean them, get all of the gunk off of them. So they usually clean them three or four times. But then you, some people fry them, some people boil them. And, you know, have them with onions, they're, they're good. But it can be real divisive. So if you've never heard of chitterlings, it is literally pigs' intestines. And a lot of times in my community, what they would give us is the worst parts of the animal. And we would have to find Maybe. ways to make it palatable. And chitterlings is a part of that. So I think some people eat chitterlings just because of that. But the only time I ever see them really is the holidays because of all of the work that goes into it and the smell. Because they smell awful before they're cooked. Once they're cooked, they smell good. The entire process of cleaning them, they smell absolutely awful. You will think, why are you putting this in your body? Especially considering what it is. But for some, it is tradition. So, chitterlings. Hopefully, I just educated somebody. That's, just, oh. that's what we're here to do. We're here for yeah. education. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, we're going to get on to... I included drinks as part of this, but we're going to get to desserts. I don't think I have an exhaustive list. I don't think you can make an exhaustive list for desserts because the reality is there's so many holiday desserts. But we're going to go through the list and we'll list off a few of them. I think we're basically going to go at the end and rattle a few extra ones off. I think I'll get the largest ones, but we're going to start with uh, this is really dessert, but drink. It sort of fits in the same category. Uh, Rylan, we're going to have an apple cider for the holidays. Hey, like, I'm not a holiday drink guy. Like, you know what my mm. holiday drink is? 
I, I'll go to the Tim Hortons. I'll ask for a white hot chocolate and tell them to put two chai tea bags in it. It tastes like Christmas. That's uh, that's my holiday drink. Alrighty then. <laughs> um, is that an overrated? Thing? That's definitely an overrated. Yeah, I give okay. it, I'll give it an overrated. Chef Jack, we're on side of all of this. So it is way overrated, but I am going to Tim Hortons and I'm going to have the recipe <laughs> you just said. I have to do it. So yeah, tastes like Christmas. Yes, I got it. I got it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Yes, it it, oh, it, it is. It is. It, it is definitely overrated. Uh, I'll give cider a push. It's to me, it's more of a, it's more of like a Thanksgiving thing than it is a, a Christmas thing necessarily. So there, there is a, a sort of peak time for it. But oh my cider, cider, cider salt. We're gonna get into the other drink of the holidays, which I'm sure everybody knows what we're talking about. And for me, I feel like cider is underrated in regards that if we're gonna have a holiday drink, I would rather be having cider. I'll gi- I'll give you that because I know where we're going with this. Um, before we get there, uh, the other apple thing, holidays, apple pie. What are we talking about for apple pie for the holidays, Rylan? Underrated. We need more of it. Uh, we need more variations of it. We need it with a slice of cheese on it. We need it, you know, with with uh, you know, different kinds of sugar on top. Like uh, it's it's great. Apple pie. It, again, it's one of those things where. If you fuck up an apple pie, what are you doing? Why are you even making it? Like, did you can't just wake up one day and decide you're going to make an apple pie. You got to get ready for that shit. It's, you're going to have the like the eye of the tiger on in the background. You got you, you need that sort of energy for an apple pie. And uh, no, I, I love apple pie, so I'm definitely going to give it a push. Chef Jack, where are we at on apple pie for the holidays? Well, I'm guessing we're not talking about the McDonald's apple pie no. here. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You're talking about... Is that even I mean, apple pie? Is that just, is that cool? it's, it's something. It's, it's well, something. I, yes, I, I think... Uh, so we don't eat a lot of apple pie for the holidays, but I do think apple pie is absolutely underrated. I love apple pie and the different variations with cheddar cheese on it and just, you know, whether it be a, a, a crumb topping on it, like it, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, it makes my love come down. I'm all about some apple pie. I feel like for me, apple pie has got to be underrated. I think it needs to, it needs to make more of a holiday breakup. Cause I mean, apples are such a like, fall food to begin with that's when they get picked you, they sort of get that inclusion in thanksgiving but i think like by christmas people are, are sort of on to other things i want to keep apple pie going into that into those winter months i think a good apple pie can really add to a dessert table and also apple pie has that smell that mm-hmm. comes out mm-hmm. the, the smell of apple pie really feels like you've made some good home cooking so uh apple pie is there uh Ryland, Eggnog. <laughs> Eggnog's fucking gross. Uh, so overrated. What is eggnog? You know what? I don't care what eggnog is. It's fucking gross. Like, people are like, throw some rum in there. Throw some brandy in there. I'm like, it looks like puke. It looks like puke. It 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 doesn't taste much better. Fuck eggnog is what I'm saying. Overrated. Chef Tell Jack. Tell him how you really feel. Tell him how you really feel. Chef so. Jack, where are you on that dog? 
So funny thing about eggnog, I am personally not a fan of eggnog, but I make my dad eggnog every Christmas season twice a year. He absolutely loves it. So the question, what is an eggnog? Basically, eggnog is ice cream based. So if you were to take ice cream base that you make and put it into the ice cream maker, it would become ice cream. Because that's essentially what it is, like a nutmeg ice cream. So I am not a fan of it. So it is overrated. But for a sentimental reason, to be making my dad eggnog twice a year, I'm a, uh, I'm a rock with it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think eggnog's a bit overrated. I, it's, a, it's an awful drink. I don't feel strongly about it as Ryland does. But, like, for me, there's other things that you can drink at the holidays that I think would are, work just as well. And also, the people are saying... Like you, you know, you're mixing it with rum and different stuff like that, whatever. There's so many things I'd rather use a mix. Yeah. Um, even during the holidays, I'd rather use like, ice <laughs> as as a fucking oh, mix. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, eggnog, eggnog is not really for me. Um, we I want we want one more controversial one because I, I do want to get to the controversy uh, and see where we're getting with it. Rylan, where did you add on fruitcake? Fruitcake is never necessary. It does. It's not necessary to barbecue. It's not necessary uh, during Thanksgiving oh, no. or or like no. It's what what? Come on! Like it's it's a Jello with a bunch of pineapple in it, or or it's or are you talking about the breaded version with cranberries and and all the the green shit that that's in there too? Like, ugh, no! Give me some cookies. I want some cookies. It's Christmas. Oh, Chef, Chef Jack has had a visceral reaction to Ryland's Ryland's take here. Chef Jack, um, where are you at? Look, fruitcake. So, fruitcake, we got to get fruitcake out of here. Far out of here. And I, <laughs> yes. and I, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Number one, I, I tried fruitcake one time in my life and it was on a dare. That was the only time I've ever had, had fruitcake. Do you know fruitcake does not go bad? Anything that can sit and never go bad, <laughs> it it cannot be good. I just think it's I, we got to get together. We got to stick together. Like who's making it? Who's putting it on sale? Who's requesting? Because every year it keeps happening. I've never went to a Christmas, Thanksgiving, anything and seen a fruitcake. The only place I ever see it is at the grocery store. And I need to find who ordered it because it's there every year. I don't know. I don't think they like fruitcake. I don't think anybody likes fruitcake. I don't think anybody should eat fruitcake. What even is it? I have no idea. Fruitcake is weird. It tastes weird. It looks weird. It doesn't go bad. And I've never seen anybody eating fruitcake besides the one time when I ate it on there. Fruitcake has got to go. Um... So I'm not as strong on fruitcake as, uh, as y'all two are. I do think it's overrated. And getting fruitcake from a store, you're you're going wrong. It's going wrong. I have had fresh baked fruitcake one time, and it was actually not bad. But, but, again, it's one of those things that, like, if you've had a good one once of all the times you've ever had it, you have to, it's the same situation as turkey. It's like, there's so many ways it can go wrong. Then you got to start thinking about whether or not it is, it is necessary. Uh, fruitcake overrated. 
It doesn't go bad. That's all I'm saying. Rylan, were you on gingerbread? Um, as a kid, I didn't really like it. I, I it's one of those things where I kind of I grew a flavor for it, and I eat it once a year. But once a year, it's fucking great. So I'm going to go underrated. Uh, Chef Jack. Gingerbread. So, so I'm not a fan of eating gingerbread, but I love making gingerbread houses and all of that. So just because of that, I, I'm going to give it a push. But, you know, would I eat it? No, because after you had a gingerbread house for a month, you don't really want to eat. That's but true. you can put it right next to fruit, fruit cake and see if what happens. <laughs> I want fresh, fresh baked gingerbread cookies are, are solid. And I... I I would. I, I rock with a gingerbread cookie. I'll, I'll say gingerbread is underrated. I think. I think. I think uh, the problem again. It's one of those things that you find in the store, and you get those the construction kits or whatever it is you'll find a gingerbread, and then you try to eat your house. Uh, oh, that that's it's terrible. It's no good. It is that is that is for construction only, not for food. It's got the same texture as drywall, like. <laughs> But it's delicious. It's construction grade. Um, Rylan, pumpkin pie. Oh, man, I love pumpkin pie. If pumpkin pie is something that I, 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 I would love to say I have it once a year, but living on my own out here for a while now, like I, I don't have it as often as I would like to. And I, I tried to get my kid into it, and he wants nothing to do with it. So I, And I can't eat a whole pumpkin pie. I've tried. I, I I've tried. It's it's a big ask. Um, but I love it. And do I think it's a Christmas like thing? No, more of a Thanksgiving thing. So I guess it does fit definitely fit into our holiday food, but like by this time of year, I uh, if somebody puts a pumpkin pie on the table, I'm just gonna be like, why? Like we have all this other shit here. Like, why why are we wasting our time with pumpkin pie? Uh Chef Jack, we're in on pumpkin pie. Oh, now b- before I answer this, do we have the the, the sweet potato pie anywhere on? on oh, this? actually, well, fine. We'll, we'll circle back to that because I do not have sweet potato pie. I didn't include it. I should have. Uh, where are you having sweet potato pie? So that so that's another cultural thing. So my community yeah. is sweet potato pie. Uh, you know, the other communities are pumpkin pie. But like I've never, if I went to a gathering of people that look like myself and there was a pumpkin pie, it'd probably be a fight. And I'm stopped. <laughs> like there's no mixing. Like we don't like a pumpkin pie is sacrilegious in you know my community. It's sweet potato pie, but that's just one of those cultural things. So it's you know that they, they they're similar but different. <laughs> similar but different. All about the sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie. You're out of here. Uh, um, I think I've only had sweet potato pie once. It was very good, and I would like to have it more. But it's just, yeah, just doesn't doesn't make it cross on our, our Ukrainian table. Um, <laughs> I wonder uh, um, why. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, pumpkin pie. I think pumpkin pie is great. Not because it's like it's amazing or anything like that. It's just an amazing conduit for whipped cream, which is what it is. Uh, the thing I've always been taught is that the pumpkin pie, the thickness of the pumpkin pie, you need to have more thickness of whipped cream on top of it than the thickness of the pumpkin pie. And I, 
you don't really because like you can't really just eat whipping cream. You could, but people you would look can. at you a little bit. Funny. You have not reached the lows that I've reached. <laughs> Obviously, he's been in some dark places, man. Yes. People, people look at you a little bit, a little bit different when you when you just eat whipped cream. But like, but like, yeah. Uh, so I need, I need an excuse, and and help me buy a drink excuse for that. Hello, everyone. Producer RJ here. Um, here to wish everyone a happy holiday, and thanks for listening so much. Well, I really hope you guys enjoy everything that we've been doing. Um, most overrated or underrated food for the holidays i um even though i like squash i would have to say it's a little bit overrated i find at least for myself if it's i love mixing it in with my potatoes add a little bit more oomph to, to the potatoes slash more something to the squash itself but outside of that i could totally have potatoes by itself without the squash and be fine whereas the squash is uh it's questionable. But yeah, happy holidays. Rylan, uh, we're going to finish this out and then we'll, we'll go and get into some uh, some of our uh, additional desserts. But uh, Christmas cookies or sugar cookies, where are you at? I mean, they're great. Again, I only eat them once a year. And when I get them, I, I like one of my favorite parts about Christmas is like, the presents are great. The, the the time with the family is great. The food is all amazing. But when you get that like tin of dainties, like the cookies, <laughs> the the Nanamo bars, all that, oh, like when when our great aunts from Brandon would send those in, that was oh, yeah. like gold. It was like gold. And I love that. That's my one of my favorite parts about Christmas is getting like a, a little package of of things <laughs> that probably aren't good for you, but taste delicious. So, uh, sugar cookies, they're up there. Like, uh, I'll give them an underrated. Uh, Chef Jack, sugar cookies. I, I would say sugar cookies are overrated. I, I would like a good snickerdoodle, though, which, you know, they're kind of in that same vein. Okay. You know, I, I think uh, when it comes to decorating Christmas cookies, I think sugar cookies are good for that. But as far as consuming them, give me a snickerdoodle, decorate Christmas cookies. Um, I would push. One thing I will say, shortbread, overrated. Shortbread cookies are overrated. But sugar cookie, it's fine. It's basically, like, there's not really any flavors that are particularly offensive. I think you get the decoration on there. Icing's always pretty good. But, but yeah, I do think there are other flavors of cookie that I would rather have. And then shortbread can get rid of that. Um, so for other... Christmas desserts, Southern holiday desserts. Um, Riley mentioned something. Uh, do you get the Nimo bars down? Does that make it across the border to, to the U.S.? Or is this uh, new information? So, and what is this, it? This is a very, very Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nimo bars are, they're a three-layer sort of cake-like thing. They, they're served in like a bar form. The top layer is like a chocolate, like a, a chocolate fudge. Uh, the second layer is a custard usually. Um, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly how to, how to make like a custard. Like a fluffed custard, really. Yes. A very butter-rich custard. Yeah. And the base layer is uh, a coconut graham cracker crust. I've got to look this up. It, it's it's so good, so fucking like, good. This, this is, yeah, one of those things that is really, really Canada only. Mm-hmm. But 
for one, it was one of those things that like I don't know why it hasn't made it more. There's a few Canadian foods that haven't really spread beyond that. I feel like I feel like could use to make it across the across the border a little harder. And well, and you gave not, us poutine. Poutine is poutine is good. Putin took a while to get across the border, but once it did, I feel like it just flew out. Oh, it's here, buddy. It's definitely here. But 10 years from now, it's a holiday food, guaranteed. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, the Nile bars are very, very Canadian, but it is a yeah three layer bar. It's one of those things that, yeah, it's a holiday tradition. It is one of those things that we'll always see on the, on the Christmas table. And, and, uh, big fan of um i don't have too many others that i really really think of i i i'm a particular fan of mints i know it's mincemeat is not sort of for everybody but i, I kind of like the mincemeat pie especially like fresh like baked fresh baked in the oven it's one of that's solid flavor um rylan do you have any others that i got one that i think needs to make like its introduction into holiday food uh i'm a Big, big old slut for key lime pie. Key lime pie needs to get in there because that is the perfect topping to any meal. It's a perfect flavor to finish it. To finish, it's sweet. Uh, the graham cracker crust is it like if done right is always fantastic and another c- great conduit for for whip topping. That's fair. Uh, Chef Jack, I'm sure I missed a, a few uh, traditions, uh, desserts, or even other, any uh, holiday foods that you you just want to get out there and talk about. As, so, as do you them. guys do uh, a caramel cake? Because caramel cake's pretty pretty, pretty big. Not really, actually, like, no. It's like, it, what's interesting is that caramel is like such a like it comes up a lot in Canadian mm-hmm. like desserts, but for whatever reason, that's really broken into the holiday food. Yeah, that that's huge here. Uh, car- caramel cake for the holidays, you know, cobblers, peach cobblers, like uh, that. That that yeah. that sort of stuff for the holidays. Yeah, we don't we don't do cobblers here. That's a, that's another thing. It's like we, like it's, it it happens. Like you'll see a cobbler occasionally, but it's pretty rare. Um, and also we usually like the sort of dessert of choice, as it were, is crisp. Uh, so and you just, again, peaches are not as common as a part of desserts here. I don't think, bro. No, no. Uh, but uh, apple crisp, like a sort of, you know, your your oatmeal uh, uh, sugar topping to to uh, baked apples. Same way we make a pie, except you don't make the pie base. You just throw a certain, uh, yeah. It's one of the only things topping. my dad can cook. <laughs> but, but yeah, cobbler's. I think cobbler's sort of a similar vein, and I don't know that that's really a Canadian thing. No, definitely. Yeah, not. and I think I think the cobbler is important to have the bottom crust and the top crust, mm, kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, to make it. But then you have some people that do a crop top, and so usually cobblers you got a bottom and the top. Mm, interesting. Yeah, for us the the crisp, as it were, uh, apple crisp. I suppose you could do peach crisp, whatever. Uh, usually no base. It's usually just the just the crumb topping, but but yeah, it's I I again cobbler is one of those things that I really wish I could try a good cobbler. I just don't even like top of my head. I'm not even sure that I could like go onto an app delivery of my choice and get a cobbler. I I don't know that I could easily do it. So yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that really needs to break in here. <laughs> you know, I I don't know where this falls in at, but candy canes. 
on candy oh, oh that's interesting that's underrated i mean you can see them for the holidays I, it's a peppermint okay it's a peppermint but for whatever right. reason you only see it for the holiday like is it is peppermint overrated mm-hmm. is the is a candy cane taste different than the peppermint okay so i was gonna say there are uh, like i don't know what you guys have down there but we have different variations of candy canes up here and peppermint i listen what every once a year i'll have a few peppermint candy canes that that doesn't bother me it's a nice little treat um but the one that i love the most is the cherry candy cane with the pink stripe oh man that's a good one the crushed <laughs> ones, like the 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 like the ones that taste like root beer and cream soda, they're great too. But something about that cherry candy cane, like I have one on my Christmas tree right now. I might go eat it after. It, it's a year and a half old, but I I might go eat it. it that's what I was oh, gonna man. say uh, about that because you know candy canes are just around. You take them off the tree, and then you know until July you eat a candy cane just randomly because it was just there. It was just. You had to eat it. You had to do something with it. We ain't gonna throw it away. So yeah, you go enjoy that cherry candy cane. I see you make eyes at it. I, I think this is, I like candy canes. The one thing for me that never I don't mint is sort of a, a common like holiday like flavor, stuff like that. The one thing I cannot do, I can't mix the mint and chocolate. Can't do it. Okay. Can't okay. do it, won't do it. I just those two flavors need to be separate to me. I, I I forgot I forgot one Kyle, um, rolled gold chocolate covered pretzels is the perfect holiday treat. Interesting. I, it's that something one? that I've been doing for I want to say about seven or eight years now, and I have a bag another I, like again I have a bag in the living room right now, and when this podcast wraps, I'm probably going to devour it. But they only release them once a year. It seems they, they I, I see them. Every once in a while throughout the year, but Christmas time, chocolate covered pretzels are fantastic. Good to know. And even you um, know what, with a peppermint like uh, icing too on top of them, even better. Who's that peppermint bark? Do you guys eat peppermint bark? Is that something that? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's here. I just yeah. Again, it's I'm not really a, a big mix of. I don't know if it really has chocolate so much, but yeah. Never been a hate mix of those flavors. I think we crushed the list. Tenderon Bark is I think so. I think we got a I think we have a good, good solid handle on on the holiday foods. If you have any others, uh feel free to to reach out to us and let us know. But uh Chef Jack, we greatly appreciate yes. you coming on being a Yeah, it's a dream come true uh, for you, boy. Look, what well, I I, passions in life. Food and pro wrestling. Whenever I can bring them together, oh my god! Boom! <laughs> That's me. We well, we appreciate you coming on here, educating the people, our Canadian listeners. Yes, I might try pig intestine. I might. We'll find out. I might. Let's 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 go. Chitterlings, but we call them chitlins. So okay, good to know. Okay. But yes, get up. It's, and I'm gonna get whatever this little candy bar is that you sent me. I, I yes, <laughs> the I, 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 I the wait to bar. find one because it looks tasty. All right, <laughs> be sure to do that. Let us let us know how. Yeah, so I need goes. a review. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. All right. 
Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you, and you have been walloped. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.